Hello and welcome to this, our new program called Creating Dementia Solutions. It's a Miles for Memories program and podcast. I'm Richard Pyatt. Thanks for joining us today. As you might guess, when we talk about Miles for Memories, our first guest is someone whose face and name you probably recognize. Sherry Sherbin, who leads the volunteers at Miles for Memories. Hi, Sherry. Well, hi, Richard. It's just great to be here today. Thank you. Well, thank you. This is very exciting. We are thrilled to be to be hosting this program, which is here on Access Vision and also will be a podcast, a Miles for Memories podcast. So however you catch us, we're glad you do. Today we're going to talk about some of the educational programs that Miles for Memories has undertaken. And really, when you think about the history of Miles for Memories, that was the intent, right? To create yes. programming and education to help folks understand about dementia, right? Yeah, most definitely. The more that you're educated, the more empowered that you feel, the uh, easier it is to make some of the decisions, even though they're hard choices. Uh, it, it gets you going in the right direction. It can bring family members in. It can bring children in. Uh, and, and just really help to provide as much information as possible. Sure. Now, when we think about education, you really can't just put a common message out there for all groups of people, right? You have to cater the message a bit. Is that true? That is definitely true. One of our most recent endeavors has been the development of a couple of videos, and there's a couple more coming. But the intention behind the first set of, or the first video was really to reach out to children, to help them understand what grandma or grandpa or another loved one might be going through, and, and what dementia is all about. And uh, by the time you get to the end of the video, you should, from a children's point of view, have a better understanding of what dementia is all about and, and know what you can do, right? So children sometimes are afraid because they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And this particular first video allows them to go, huh, <laughs> all right, so this is what I can do. Sure. I'm just wondering about how you approach this. When you decide you want to educate children mm -hmm. about dementia, do you go consult uh, doctors? Who, who do you look to to try and get the right message in the right vehicle? Well, really, you begin with parents. Uh, you begin with parents, or you could say the adult children of those family members that are living with dementia. You look at what kinds of questions they have, what kinds of fears they might have, uh, what ways it might help them to share the message with their children in terms of what you should tell them and, and how far you go with information. You know, sometimes we have... Uh, the desire to overshare, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and really talk about dementia from its technological aspect. Well, someone who's in second grade doesn't really need all that, and the more you give them, the more confused that they happen to be. This first video series uh, really brings it back to the chalkboard that you might find in the classroom. Yeah. And uh, gives that child a common learning point of reference and goes from there. So someone in the second grade might not need all of that, but someone in the eighth or ninth grade might start asking some of those questions. So yes. how do you know where the where the pivot point is? Well, a lot of it comes back to the questions that they ask, right? Do they want to know more or are they content with the answer that you gave them? And as they want to know more about, I don't know, medications might be one of those activities and how grandma's activities might have changed. Uh, you can then expand on the information that you provide for them going in that direction. Okay. So how did the puppets idea come about? 
Well, to be frank, I credit this to uh, Clovis from the Battle Creek Community Foundation and the willingness of the Community Foundation to just kind of think outside the box and how we might do some things. Uh, he had been instrumental in developing a series of puppets and shows for the Community Foundation during the pandemic mm-hmm. and trying to find a new way to reach kids. And I had him on my show and went, oh, you know, that might be the missing link. So I reached out to Clovis afterwards to say, I'd really like to create a puppet series for dementia mm-hmm. and help folks uh, learn in that way. And they were all about it. So we went forward. Uh, they put together a script. He made the puppets. This is uh, one of many puppets. The first puppet show has four actual puppets in it. Oh, and uh, from there, we learn about dementia from not only Monica's point of view, who happens to be the granddaughter. We have grandma, who is our person who's living with dementia. We have grandpa, who is that caregiver. And then we have their adult daughter, uh, who's looking at at it from her perspective and a different level of a caregiver uh, involvement in the whole process and what those questions might happen to be. Oh, sure. And so that has to, there has to be some thought put into that, yeah. certainly, about what are we really trying to say here mm-hmm. with these puppets? Unfortunately, they don't talk for themselves right no. away. So you. <laughs> We have great puppeteers, though, thanks yes. to all of our puppeteers. Uh, Jason from Access Vision, very instrumental in bringing all of those things together. That was wonderful. Um, and, you know, the puppets, the more you are in front of them, the more you are part of the production process, they become more lifelike. Right? Well, I believe that. Yeah. So when you created these videos, were you creating each one for certain age groups? Uh, how did you think about that? So the, thank you for asking. The intention behind the puppet show was really to get to that elementary aged um, uh, youth or mm-hmm. child and to help them to see things a little bit differently, right? So, you know, uh, it's interesting how the different reaction is between children and uh, adults that are living with dementia. That adult really enjoys that child coming into the room and, and the joy that they bring. And the child, on the other hand, in some cases, experiences a bit of um, fear. And sometimes I don't know what's okay and I don't want to make it worse. And, you know, so what can I do? And I think that uh, Clovis and his team, as they put together the script, did a beautiful job doing so. And, um, you know, we uh, launched the video series at our annual research update last year. And I was really curious to find out how the researchers would respond to the non-technical word choices. Sure. Right? Um, And they seemed to really enjoy it. So (laughs) that was great. You know, a really positive outcome from this besides working with the children are the adults that have come forward and went, oh, it makes sense now. Right? I was just going to bring that up. The notion that adults probably respond to this too. Yeah. Yeah. So we have adult children coming up to say, now I know better how to talk to my child. That's very helpful, right? right? And or we have, you know, the adult caregiver saying, okay, all right, love, patience, and understanding. I can do that. Right, which helps deal with those frustrations and fears and all of those other things that come alongside sometimes caring for a person with dementia. 
So Miles for Memories has other vehicles that you're using, too, in this education for children, right? Yes, mm -hmm. we definitely do. Uh, we just uh, finalized our first coloring book. So the coloring book, uh, the characters in the coloring book are all the puppets that we have had. Uh, those uh, characters uh, come to life on a page now yeah. with some of those other common questions and concerns that children might have. And then one of the things I think is really valuable is that on the inside back cover of the coloring book, there's a message to parents. Uh, there are some other ways that parents can now create activities for, um, you know, their child and their grandmother, their mother or father uh, to do to interact together, mm -hmm. right, uh, to create those safe spaces to move forward. So do you anticipate that um, there'll be further videos that will be developed and, and coloring books and other things that pick up the message from where the last one leaves off? Yes. Yeah, so we just finished video number two. Okay. Uh, video number two is really about bullying and some of the things that Monica, as an example, comments from other kids and ways that they may make fun of grandma and how does she respond to that? And um, sometimes finding that common ground is really what's going on in that situation. Uh, it could be one of the other kids uh, has a grandma who's doing some of those things that is embarrassing to them and support and moving forward. So those are the things we tackle in the next video, which is a far more intense uh, video. Sure. And it, certainly it just got done, just released uh, for one of our programs. And we'll show the next video at the research update that's going to be here in April as well. And beyond that, just FYI, we um, have a couple of other puppets and other shows that are coming. So we have a talking brain that's coming up next. Oh. And um, the brain is going to talk about and light up and just help kids understand what different parts of their brain happen to do. So that's from their perspective. And then the final video, at least at this moment anyway, is on pet therapy and how pets can make this whole process um, that much better. Very interesting. I might need to use that talking <laughs> brain sometime. Might be helpful. <laughs> we would certainly offer that up for sure. Thank yes, you. Yes. So do these characters go on the road? Mm -hmm. Yep. So we have taken them already uh, to a variety of different locations. Uh, we are hoping to bring them into, uh, let's say, uh, kids' museums, kids' activity places, in the classroom. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll bring the pre-prepared video at the same time, but then the kids will get to meet the characters and have conversations and interact uh, with them. And th that first video is 10 minutes. The second video is just under nine. Mm -hmm. I see a pattern. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect attention span timing. Right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And they're great. We'll soon have them uh, posted uh, for folks to be able to watch as well and, and make those available. All right. Well, this is very, very interesting. And the whole education component is one in which we'll stick with going forward. In fact, in our next episode, we'll talk a bit about adult education programs as it relates to uh, educating about dementia, which is really what we intend to do in this series over the course of several episodes in 2023, Creating Dementia Solutions, a Miles for Memories program here on Access Vision and a podcast as well. So look for that and we'll be bringing that to you all year long. I'm Richard Pyatt. Thanks for being with us.